y'all. Welcome to Fast Cars and Freedom, your worst take network NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and joining me today are my boys, Matt and Chris. How's it going, guys? What up, girl? What's going on? So this is episode 15, Michael Waltrip, and what a freaking weekend at Phoenix. That was fantastic. That was pretty great. I mean, we got three champions this weekend, and all of them did it in great fashion. Like, it was very, all the races were awesome to watch. So much fun to watch. Yeah. But I want to say, I got two of them right. I said Sheldon Creed and Chase Elliott. But Matt, who did I say was winning the championship at the Daytona 500 this year? Yeah. No. You you called it, girl. From uh, off the rip, you had very high hopes and strong feelings that Chase was going to have a fantastic year. And he definitely pulled it off. Best year of his career. Yeah. And what a great fashion to pull it off in, too. I mean, incredible. We'll get to Chase. I want to talk about the two lower series first. Um, I'm, I know Matthews was live for all of them at Phoenix, so don't really so, care to hear his opinion. It was, it was a fun <laughs> no, I, time. No, I, no, I didn't ask for it. That should have been us, Steph. <laughs> should have been us. Should have been. Yeah. <laughs> Sell, selling 2021 tickets right now. Uh, You're selling them? Or no, I'm, they are. They're selling them. Come come oh. join the fun. I know they are. We would have been there if it wasn't for Corona this year. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people got turned away at the gate anyhow. Oh, people were still trying to come Did in? They really? Why? Uh, yeah, there was that. Then they had a, somewhat of a fiasco when it came to gate policy. So everything that you brought in had to be in a clear bag. Uh, it means people that had camera bags or video camera bags, like you couldn't have that in there. Uh, even even people like like women with really small persons. I'm talking about like the little like wallet size ones. They were getting turned away. And wow. uh, I've seen people wheelchairs having to roll roll back, probably get another recharge in that rascal. It was it was wild the first night, man. But uh, it got it got it got better like Saturday and Saturday and Sunday. But that first night, oh man, there was a lot of people that didn't make it to the race until like maybe a couple laps in, a couple hundred wow. laps in. That's brutal. That is insane. How was though, how was that restart during the truck race? It was absolutely insane. So uh seeing Sheldon Creed, you know, go to the pits, get some tires and you saw where he dropped drop back out at you're like, well that's it for him. I don't know why they even yeah, everyone, everyone was kind of just sitting there looking around at each other like, yeah, I don't know why that happened. Then um, every single restart and just the way that Phoenix uh, manufactures that oh, type yeah. of racing, you just knew everyone was going to go to the wall. And all of a sudden, uh, Green Flag dropped and you seen that two car completely. He, I don't know how he, I don't know how he kept it. And then um, coming into three or four, which was the old one and two. Uh, uh, everyone was on their feet, just cheering. Uh, that's probably one of the best restarts I've seen, probably in person. Ever. It was amazing on TV, that's for sure. It was. I was in, like, just like last week when I was watching the truck race, I was in my friend Nicole's garage again, and we're sitting there watching it, and I already told her that I called Creed to win this race, and and as soon as that restart happens, I jump up and I start screaming. She's like, what's happening? And I was like, Sheldon freaking Creed. And she was like, he's in sixth. And I was like, just give it a second. And then it loops back around and he's in first. And we were both screaming in the garage. What a way to win. 
the championship, right. man. Full send. I, I give credit to the uh, broadcast team because I, I, I think if they had the normal shot where the camera's on the wall, mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't have seen like how great of a move that was. But they kept it on that kind of blip where the helicopter is right above them. Oh, man, you can see every single bit of action, just all the lines everyone was taking. And just, just props to Sheldon Creed. They actually had an ARCA race. I think everything except the cup race was just a green-white checker finish where the leader did not win the race at the yeah. start. That that restart was so insane. Congratulations to Sheldon Creed and that whole team. Like, what a year Sheldon had. And then to finish the way that he did was just incredible. And that's awesome. Um, then we had the Xfinity race. And I actually called Chase Briscoe to win this one. I did too. What a day. I felt so bad for him because he's had... It's like the Kevin Harvick, but in the championship four. Like, it played out very, very similar for him. Like, Creed just, his car just would not play along with him. He was loose all day. His crew chief was like, you're going to want that because you're going to get tight later in the race, so you're actually going to have a better car. And then he hit the wall, not once, but twice. And after the first time he hit the wall, I was like, it's okay. He can rally back from that. We've seen guys hit the wall before, and and they have composite cars, so it's even less damage. Uh, But he hit the car, or he hit the wall the second time, and I was like, man... There's no way this dude's pulling it off. Because there for a while, I was like, maybe he can have a Sheldon Creed moment and, like, get a restart and just take off. And it, yeah, I felt really, really bad for Chase Briscoe. That's rough, especially having the season that you had the entire time. Like like I said, a Harvick moment, that's got to be brutal. Just the, just the off-track stuff for him. You just wanted to see him, you know, get a championship just based off the off-track, off-track stuff. That's rough. What does he do off the track? No, just we're talking about the year he's had, like with his family, his wife, and the miscarriages and stuff. Yeah, I know that. Like, you root for a guy who's like already going through it. Man, that's rough. But Austin Sindrick ended up winning that race, which was pretty cool, too, though. I mean, no disrespect to Austin Sindrick at all. He also had a great season. Um, But he, he managed to do it in the end when it counts. So. I thought that was a pretty good a pretty good restart for them also because there for a second I thought maybe Justin Allgaier could take it, which just because of our relationship with Eddie DeHaan or our interview with him, like would have been super cool to see. Right. I think each one of those guys in, in the final four deserved it. Um, I agree. It, you couldn't make a case for you know one over the other of you know who shouldn't have been in there. When you look at the rest of the field, and I think that Xfinity race, just just that series in general, usually puts on the best racing uh, week in and week out. Mm-hmm. They really have. They've been incredible this season. I think therefore, like earlier in the season, I think truck was the most exciting for me, and then truck got a little boring there for a while, and Xfinity picked it up. But then Xfinity's been holding pretty tight. They've been doing a good job this season. And it is. It's like all these guys. And I think maybe that's sometimes why Truck and Xfinity can be more interesting than a Cup Series race because these guys are fighting to get there. And I think it's like, yeah, it's like all the people who love college football more than they like professional football is because these guys have already made it. But these guys on the lower levels are doing everything they can to make it to the next level. Super exciting to watch these guys fighting so hard oh 100 percent. yeah that was a really good race though that xfinity race was a really good race and congratulations to austin cindrick 
who will be replacing Matt DiBenedetto in 2022. So that'll be exciting to see. I do want to say, I probably this is a question I wanted to ask you guys. I wanted to wait to ask you guys this. Do you think uh, Noah Gregson has a choking problem? I do. I, I think this is the second race in a row where he had a completely wrapped up race, mm-hmm. and I, I don't even know how he, you know, got passed on that last restart. He didn't block. He didn't decide to race. Uh, uh, he didn't decide to race Cendric Hart or anything, and he just went and got passed. And then uh, being there at the race, you got to see, you know, his, like, straight-up live reactions, and he was beating the top of his car pretty hard. Yeah. Man, I didn't get – I don't think they showed us that on TV. Uh, they they didn't, but, like, uh, it, was just, it was just one of those things where I, it just it came to my mind because, you know, we thought about Texas a couple weeks ago, and then, obviously, I don't think he had that much of a, a, a good Martinsville race. No. But it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know if he's starting to have a choking problem. You start to see, you know, cracks in the armor. Like a baby Denny Hamlin. It's, it seems like it. That's what I was going to ask, because I don't follow Xfinity nowhere near that attentively. So I was wondering if he was like a baby Hamlin. but Yeah, he just, I think it's very, very, I was worried there for a while because he did that thing on Twitter when, where he was like, he just posted a picture of a pin. Like he was signing something and then Twitter went in like crazy. Like, where are you going? Are you moving up to the cup? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think Gregson's ready for the cup. And then when I found out that he, he re-signed with Junior Motorsports, I was like, that's perfect. That's exactly where this guy needs to be. No doubt he'll make it to the cup at some point, but I don't think that he's ready. And I think the season's proved it because Gregson had a great season. And then when we got to the playoffs, just like you said, he's he's choked a little Couldn't bit. Couldn't quite handle the pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I just keep thinking back to that Texas one. I don't think there was there was not really much he did wrong. He just I don't know. He just got tight in that Texas race, and Harrison Burton yeah. just came and yeah, Harrison Burton didn't even really think. I don't think he really thought he had a chance to you know get nope. after him. And you know, with maybe two, what two hundred meters left, he just got right by him and the same thing pretty much happened in this Phoenix race. So I, I, I'm hoping next year he, you know, gets some confidence back because he is a good talent and he is a good personality in the series. I'm just curious. Why are we measuring in meters right now? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yards? I'll watch let's yards. do some yards or some feet or car lengths. I work great in car lengths. Give me how ten ten car lengths? Is that about how far back you can go? Ten car lengths. Ten car lengths sounds good. All right, we'll go with that. Meters. I swear. Yeah, don't know what that's all about. This is another reason. This is another reason we should have been at the race. He's up here talking about oh Joey Logano is about four hundred meters behind Chase Elliott right now. Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. Blame for my love of European sports, too. I don't even. Meters. Whatever. But speaking of Chase Elliott, he is our 2020 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Who's the 2020 champion? I think he's Chase. Oh. Chase Elliott. Well, I'll be. William Clyde. William Clyde Elliott, the Duke of Dawsonville. The Duke himself. The Duke. Uh, the Dawsonville's champion. having a party right now. The road I think, course I think king. they're still live stream. 
Oh, 100% they are. Did you see Chase driving through Dawsonville and doing the burnouts in downtown? Yeah, that was awesome. Mm. That's the place to be. I'm pretty sure. For sure. Right? Right? What a party. What a party. I would 100% trade Chris's tickets for that race for just a flight out to that party. Right. We trade Chris's tickets and we go to the party and Chris stays in Arizona, doesn't go to the race. It's a win win. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm sure there's an Airbnb somewhere. We'll, we'll send you pictures. <laughs> I'll send you guys pictures. Nobody said you were going. We're trading you with tickets. You don't listen. I'll send y'all pictures from you're the gonna race. be you're gonna be thousands of meters away in Arizona <laughs> while we're in Dawsonville. Oh that's so funny. <laughs> Man, what are you oh He's the third youngest driver to win a championship. He's the third father-son duo Which that to win is a championship. That's some solid company right there. How cool is that? That's so much fun. Uh, what else? Because there's all kinds of weird stuff. And Chase already said he doesn't believe in stats. He's not a stats guy. Like, but the there Lakers so championship, many. Dodgers championship, Bill which Elliott I sent that. Yep, I sent that to Matt like a week or mm-hmm. two ago. I think sent that to Matt. Yep. So he completed that little circle. Uh, probably he probably got the stat for uh, the best win from the you know the farthest position because he had to start all that the has way. to be. A I know you know what. I know he no Jimmy Johnson did that at Phoenix. No, not at Phoenix. Uh, it was at Homestead. I think it was Jimmy's last championship, maybe. Jimmy did that starting all the way from the back. Um, I know Chase is, oh, here's a little fun one. I know Chase is the only predominantly white car to win a championship race since Alan Kowicki, who was also sponsored by Hooters. That's a- And got famous from the Polish victory lap at Phoenix. At Fe- yep, at Phoenix. I know that Chase is the first odd number car to win a championship since i think kurt did it when he was driving the 97 hold on i want to go that is just such a weird crazy stat to track the predominantly white car to do it like that's so weird like who comes up with this that's just weird it was just i mean i'm i don't well not like it i mean i like it but it's just that's odd well, you love white race cars so you should love that stat who is sitting out there like tracking paint schemes for you know what I'm saying? If you just think about it, how many times Jimmy has seven championships? How many of them were in white cars? Fair enough. I mean, that's just that. I mean, that's an obvious one. And then Jeff Gordon didn't run white cars either, and he has four championships. Kevin Harvick doesn't really run white cars. Uh, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski runs that ugly discount tire. You know what I hate about that discount tire? It's not just the discount tire car. But it's like, I don't like that his fire suit literally looks like a kid's fire suit from, like, a go-kart track. Like, nothing about that fire suit to me says, like, I have a million sponsors. Professional race car driver. The only thing about that car reminds me of Reed Sorensen, and that's not a good yeah. thing. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. What was, there was another one. Chase is only the second driver. Is it the second to win... Or maybe the first since his dad to win the championship and most popular driver. 
And like, but that's if he wins most popular driver, which uh, yeah, no, he's gonna win exactly. And all the haters exactly. are gonna hate as usual. Mm-hmm. What else was there? Uh, there was there was a million more crazy little things like that. Well, let's think about it. If you drive your stock car through your hometown, like, how do you not become a popular driver? Like, who does that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing. They got all 3,300 members of Dawsonville, Georgia, voting for most popular driver right now. Boom. Done. Yep. Done skis. There were some more, man, and I can't remember on it. driving me insane. Um, oh, Chase joined Bobby Labonte, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Kozlowski, and Kyle Busch as the only drivers to win a NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship and a Cup Series Championship. That's a very short list. It's a very short list. And that's super solid. Right? That's good company. Yeah. That is good company. That's some really good things. I think that list. just gives a testament to the fact that the Cup Series is not, you know, the end-all, be-all promised land. Uh, you can have guys that dominate in Xfinity, and, you know, people kind of declare them as, you know, going to be one of the greats. And it takes them five, six, seven, ten years before they can even, you know, get close to say the final four especially with how the format has changed in the last what 10 15 years yeah chase elliott's 24 years old and has his first championship which is absolutely disgusting because i mean he's he's not even coming into his prime yet i don't feel like no you know what i mean like he, he still has some room to grow Ways with probably another He's 30 years in the sport. Dude, I could just see him just driving for 30s. That's all he wants to do with his life. Seriously, if you think about it, if Chase goes to like, if Chase retires before Jimmy did or is, before Harvick is, before Boyer is, that still gives Chase 16 more years at least in this sport. And a lot can happen in that time. Denny Hamlin's 39 years old and hasn't won a championship yet. He has, I mean, no, no disrespect to Denny Hamlet at all, but he's 39 years old, 14 seasons, hasn't won a championship, chasing his fifth, does it. And just to be Denny Hamlin's age, Chase has 14 more years. Well, he'll be 25 in a, in a few weeks, but he could, I mean, he has like 14 more years just to reach how long Denny Hamlin's been in. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, or Denny Hamlin's age, 14 more years. And you're telling me this guy could this guy could possibly compete with Jimmy and Senior and Petty. Like he could actually be a seven time himself. That would be a list to be on. Are you kidding me? I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like I literally have chills just thinking about the serious potential behind what is I mean, he's a young buck. The yeah. fact that you said that and then just like witnessing the end of the race, uh, Jimmy came around and, you know, he did his, his kind of final goodbye. Oh, we and, saw a girl. And it just, it's just, you know, you saying that. And then the fact that kind of Jimmy, it was, it felt like a passing of the torch at the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. 100%. Hopefully the beginning of a new one. Uh, I know a lot of fans from, you know, a lot of Jimmy Johnson fans are probably going to flock to Chase. And he drove, I mean, he drove his butt off and just him and Jimmy. <laughs> I always forget how well Jimmy ran that race, but just to kind of change another guard, it seems like over at Hendrick. I it's agree just, completely. It's, it's so weird. No, he, Jimmy raced really well there. He was what, the, the first car not? He was fifth. 
Yeah, he like, was fifth. Yeah, he was the first guy out of the championship. That's nuts. Which was also fitting, but also sad. Yeah. It, that was so that 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 ending was very emotional. Seeing because I think the first time we've really seen emotion from Chase Elliott this season was other than like happy, joyous emotion, other than obviously him flipping Kyle Bush off on the track. Um, Always the first time, be a classic, right? The first time we saw real emotion from Chase was at Martinsville, and it's like as soon as he got out of the car, he looked like he was going to cry, and then he composed himself. Like, he immediately got himself together and became, like, the the solid, chill, just calm, cool, collected Chase. And this weekend, we got to see – he was crying in his car. He was crying during his victory lap. He was crying on the radio. And then seeing his – how I loved how cool it was, how many drivers came up and, and hit his car, bumped into him, cheered for him. Like when MTJ came up behind him and gave him a little bump before headed to heading to pit road. Like I think the respect is honestly there amongst drivers for him. And that's awesome to see in a guy that's so young because I don't think a lot of guys chase his age or the new young guns like him and Bubba and, and Blaney, and and even if you want to pull Custer and all them into it, granted they're rookies, but I don't think that those guys are getting the same amount of respect that Chase Elliott gets from the veteran drivers. And I honestly don't think that has anything to do with him being Bill's kid. That's just him being a race car driver. I think so. That's how I personally feel. Everybody's going to say, well, it's because he's an Elliott this and that, blah, blah, blah. Blaney's a Blaney. I mean, this this dude literally performs at that caliber to earn the respect of these veterans. And he's not typically a dirty driver. He, d- he does get aggressive sometimes. He was aggressive a few times this weekend. Oh, it was so good to see. But, but even in his aggression, it was still very mild compared to some of the stuff we've seen from other drivers this season. And this guy's racing for a championship. So if you like dump somebody, I don't think anybody's going to blame you racing for a championship, but he, he didn't, he was, which, which I also think was a sign of respect from him. He's like, look, I'm going to bump you just a tiny bit, get you a little bit loose and out of my way, but I'm not going to wreck you because I'm not ruining your chances yeah. of and, winning this championship. And I'm not going to sit here behind you the whole time either kind of thing. Right. Like, it's like, I'm coming. Get out the way. Here's your warning shot. Yeah. Somewhat of a, of a gentleman driver. He wants to do it right. He wants to do it clean. We saw that, what, two years ago in Phoenix, a couple years ago mm-hmm. in Phoenix, where him and Denny got into it. Because of uh, the Martinsville, uh, you know, fights and stuff like that. And he still oh, yeah. raced Denny hard. And it's just one of those things where he's the most popular driver for a reason. But it's not just with the with the fans. It's with the drivers, too. I it agree. Seems like. Yeah. And right there at the end, like you, of course, all the cars are going to come by and congratulate drivers. Like a lot of them do. But like the real genuine ones, like you said, like MTJ, Blaney, Jimmy, like people that don't necessarily like you <laughs> right like that's oh man it is solid to see that type of like respect it is it is and then that makes you even happier for the champion because it's like not only is this guy the champion now but everyone else on that track is pretty excited about it for him so it's like this guy really has the respect of his fellow competitors he has the respect of most of the teams out there like it makes you happier for him because he's not a dirty guy who got into it by being a dirty driver. 
Right. It's really cool. And yeah, just like you freaking mentioned earlier, Chris, when apps, you know what? Chase Elliott's never, Chase Elliott races well from the pole. He will be out front for a while and then something always happens to him. And when I saw that Chase Elliott fell pre-race twice and was starting at the rear, I sent Matt a text because I wasn't at his house yet. Had to run to the shop and get some beer. I sent Matt a text and I said, Chase Elliott's starting at the rear of the track and or rear of the field. And I am actually happy about this. Like as soon as they said Chase is going to the back, I'm like, Chase is winning at Phoenix. Immediately. There was a weird, eerie feeling just watching the first what, 10, 20, 30 laps. Just 27 just laps. The, the, the way he went from the back to the front. And this Phoenix is still a short track type of race where there's cars in front of you where you just cannot go sometimes. And he was just able to navigate through everybody like it was nothing. Just cut the, cut through them like butter. And, oh, my gosh, just the the atmosphere of the crowd. Just everyone was cheering him on. There's Logano and Kozlowski and Hamlin fans, and they were kind of looking scared. Everyone was just looking at each other, kind of having that, like, nervous giggle. And then the, the competition caution came out, and we looked at where Chase was. and was like, oh, it's Ten. on now. It's yeah. on now. Yeah. 27 laps was all it took from Chase to drive from 39th to 10th. 27 laps. Absolutely insane. Ridiculous. More than a car a lap. I don't understand the people who are out there saying still that Chase does not deserve this championship. Chase performed hands down the best in these playoffs. Hands down. Yeah, I'm with you. Put in work and he drove the wheels off of that car yesterday. Because he had, what, two or, well, I guess technically like three wins in the playoffs? He had three wins in the playoffs, if you count this one. He performed when it mattered. And that's what, that's like the difference between him and Kevin Harvick in the playoffs is, yeah, Kevin Harvick did great in the entire regular season, which I 100% was blown away that Kevin Harvick did not make it. But if you can't perform in the playoffs, sorry, and all those people like, People are saying, like, the stick and ball, this isn't a stick and ball sport. But isn't it kind of the exact same thing? Why do I want – I'm not going to automatically reward a guy because he worked the whole regular season but couldn't do it in the playoffs. Like, you should automatically make it in. When the pressure is on is when you need to be able to perform. Exactly. And that's what the number 19 did during the playoffs. And if we look at it from the aspect of the race, and we assume that Kevin Harvick made it into this final four, oh my he gosh, still didn't he was win. nowhere, nowhere to be seen. Nope. nope. He still didn't win, because who did he knock out? Keselowski when he made it in? Is Keselowski the one who didn't make it in? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Keselowski doesn't make it in, and honestly, Keselowski didn't show up until like the last 20, 30 laps anyways. He did, then congratulations, but Keselowski wasn't winning it. Harvick also wasn't winning it. The first guy outside of the championship four was Jimmy Johnson. Harvick still wasn't winning this race, still wasn't winning the championship. Yeah, a good majority of that race was just the three cars. It was, you know, it was Chase, Denny, and Logano. Logano led, like, the first stage and a little bit of the Mm -hmm. second. Then, you know, Denny Denny kept getting up there, and he just couldn't get by. And they were just racing real hard, and... Like, like I said, Chase was just like a shark at that point. Yeah. And then eventually Kozlowski, I think, off a of pitch strategy, because I think he pitted early and then the caution came out. Um, that's how Kozlowski got up, got up there. But for the most part of the race, it was just those four constantly up there the whole yeah. time. And Which is, you look back. Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. 
I mean, that's say- the... <laughs> are we doing this again, <laughs> Chris? Go. I, think we're, I think we're back on it. Let's go. You go no, ahead. I'm not gonna say it. You go. You go. You go. That's. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see, though. You want your four guys to be the four leading the entire time because that just proves that you have the right four in the championship. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, I did think it was pretty cool though that every one of them, except for Denny Hamlin, led at some point yesterday. I thought that also proved that they all deserved the to be there oh 100 percent. but other than like uh pitch strategies and stuff like that no one else other than the top four led or three actually because Han- hamlin never did like uh, other than know, pitch strategies lead, eric amarola led uh, jimmy johnson led. jimmy johnson led too the yeah. crowd erupted but did it between between Chase and between Chase and Jimmy Johnson made them laps. It felt like Junior was back on the track. That's how much yeah. of a reaction wow. with only eight thousand people in the stands. That's, That's how amazing. much of a reaction that was. Did they light it up on the um the scoring the the totem? Yeah, on like, lap uh, lap forty eight. I, I took a picture of it, but lap forty eight, everyone stood up, everyone clapped for like the whole lap. I think Jimmy was like seventh or eighth, you know, just That's messing so around cool. back there. That is awesome. But uh, everyone just stood up, it was just you know, giving him you know uh, his last kind of you know hurrah. It was it was it was just an emotional day, just watching Chase win and, and then Jimmy. There was people crying, and I mean, there was young young fans crying and uh, older fans crying and just seeing the fact that NASCAR is such a generational sport and they yeah. can come together and, and, you know, in lieu of Chase Williams, who's a very young driver and then Jimmy leaving. It's just, I don't know I'm about to cry too, man. I swear <laughs> you're making me emotional, yeah, man. It's rough. We cried all day yesterday, didn't we, Matt? Yep. And then his stupid wife sitting there talking about how she got mad at people because they were doing this and that and Jimmy tributes. And then she starts saying them out loud and she's calling them a-holes. And I'm, I'm like, you're an a-hole. You're, you got me crying. You're doing the like, same thing. You're doing the same thing to us that happened to you. Stop it. It was, man, what an incredible day. I did see a really awesome picture also of Chase when the track was dark and the scoring totem was still lit up in the, in the center of the track. And it was just Chase, and there was, like, no one else around, and he was taking a picture of it with his cell phone that had 312 laps and the number nine at the top. And I was like, man, that's a, that's a picture you got to blow up and keep. Yeah, that's, that's awesome to see, like, him living in that moment. Yeah. Because on the real, no matter how good you are, you cannot guarantee, like, that that will ever happen again. You know what I mean? And that's he actually said that, too. He said after Martinsville, like, he was going to live in the moment. He was going to try to appreciate the now and not look forward to the future because he's in the championship for this year. He doesn't know what it's going to happen. And he doesn't know if he's ever going to make the championship for again, if he's ever going to make the playoffs again, if he's ever going to win a NASCAR race again. So he's trying to enjoy it now because it could never happen again for him. And I'm sitting here like, do you not know? <laughs> I mean, granted, anything could happen, but this kid is so freaking talented and it's almost like it's lost on him how good he is i think it's just another reason to like him yeah which is another reason why he's one of the uh the elliot most popular drivers you know what i'm saying yeah because those people are just so humble man i don't understand where the haters come from i really don't i mean it's i guess it's it's just easy to to hate on people are good like tom brady and kyle bush and 
Jimmy Johnson. There's a million people who hate Jimmy Johnson. That dude's so freaking nice. I think there's a I think there's a section of people that just do not like winners. Uh, pre- prestigious. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's 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 not even that. It's just prestigious families, just prestigious like winners. Like right. Uh, it, there's people that always hated you know Dale Jr. when he first got in. There's people that always hated Dale Jarrett when he first got in. There's people that do not like Ty Gibbs right now. Or even, you know, just there's just people that is if you come from a family name and you're a NASCAR, you kind of already you have a certain people that do not like you just yeah. for that. And I think it's more. I think NASCAR has that a lot more than any other sport. Oh, one hundred percent. But there's a thing where these guys come up, they show up, and even if they don't have the best equipment, or if they do, they still have to perform. You can't yeah. have Chase Elliott and. Uh, you know, the, the 43 car, and then he doesn't perform, it, it's going to show. He's going to have his fans still, but if he takes that 43 and he makes a car that should be a uh, top top 25 car, and he gets consistently top 15s, I mean, he's one of those guys that finishes like 18th in the championship, and with a couple better finishes, he could have possibly made playoffs type of thing, that people are going to take notice of that. And I think that's like looking at Kyle Larson's career. He was a great driver. You know, Kyle Larson took a 43, a two-car team, and that Ganassi ride was not that great. And he made it great. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm excited for what he's going to do next year. And he's going to partner with Chase and, and Willie B. And it's going to be it's going to be a great year next year for Team Hendrick. But I think that for family so names, these guys, these guys, these guys come up and they show up and they perform. And I think that's the thing that, you know, separates that family name from actual, you know, talent. Yeah, I agree. Because it's just you have the Dillons, the Dillons yeah. and Austin Dillon is Austin Dillon is in equipment. He's driving the number three for Richard Childress. Like, are you kidding me? And he granted he made the playoffs this year. Congratulations. And, yeah. And but, he, he's had good wins too. He's had popular racing racing wins. He hasn't won like uh, a Kentucky race, like a race that people don't really care about. He's won just big time races. Yeah, he's a he's a prime time driver, right? Just not a playoff driver. Nope, nope, not at all. <laughs> not yeah. at all. I don't know. I I don't. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, and, and I think that actually happened on Twitter a little bit. They called Chase Elliott a silver spoon kid, but granted, I, where I think that like, obviously his name helped him. I think, I also think that like, if Bill sat there and was like, cause Bill sacrificed a lot for Chase. I think if Bill didn't see the potential in him, then he doesn't do it. I think Bill's also the kind of dad who would be like, I support your dreams and I'm going to let you do this. But if you suck, I'm probably <laughs> not going to push it that hard you know what i mean right like chase has freaking talent and and haters exactly like you say matt haters are just gonna hate period dot but y'all can hate for 97 more days until the daytona 500 because chase elliott is your nascar cup series champion let's go period done yet another tally marker on the board for old team hendrick man 13 it's wild 13 championships. That man from, knows how to pick them. Yeah. Incredible. Man, I'm I'm really genuinely sad to see Jimmy leave, and it's going to be super weird seeing Alex Bowman in the 48 next year. Yeah. And then Clint's not going to be on the track anymore, but I'm so looking no, forward to No, but he's going to be in the booth. booth. Oh. 
he's going to be in the booth, so that's going to be amazing. Question, how is that going to work out now? Because, I mean, you got June, you got Burton. Well, we split mid-season. And now Clinton? We split or mid-season. Clinton. Fox, <laughs> Clint, yeah. uh, Fox, Fox broadcast the first half of the cup or the season. So Clint is actually joining Jeff Gordon, which, if you remember from the iRacing during COVID, that's who he was broadcasting yep. for with with Jeff Gordon. I really liked their they had a good chemistry. With, I, yeah, I liked it a lot. So I think it'll be great. Um, I was just gonna be them like taking little digs at each other the whole time. Well, I think it's mostly gonna be Clint taking digs at Jeff. Yeah, I don't think Jeff is too quick on the comeback. Well, that might be how Jeff did it, but this is how real drivers did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like some exactly crazy like stuff. It would be great. Exactly like that. I'm excited to see Clint in the booth. I'm excited to see Jimmy uh, behind an open-wheel car next season. I'm, I think I have to buy Long Beach tickets. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, we got to figure out which one to go to next year. Chris, you're invited. Maybe. Am I? We'll see. We'll <laughs> the Long Beach. I don't. Oh. Is that the closest one that he's? Is he actually racing in that one? Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. Um, other than that, they don't really race on the West Coast anymore. Yeah. Uh, they got they got Long Beach and then they got Monterey, and both of those are in California. But yeah, Long Beach is kind of it's it's a fun. If you've never been to a street circuit, I would definitely insist. Actually, no, I've been to Long. Going. I went to Long Beach my first year in Cali. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think Long Beach would be. A great race to go see him and just the the access that you get to the drivers in yeah. any car is a lot better than nascar i will have to give them props on that you can actually go uh shake hands with jimmy johnson if you really felt like it yeah oh the amount well, of i really fan, feel like it the amount of fan base he's going to be pulling i feel like towards that even if it's just for jimmy indycar is going to get a whole new level of viewership next year just because of jimmy johnson yeah it's going to be like pcs season yeah right oh yeah <laughs> i'm excited oh and i know i told you i know i texted y'all last night when the news came out that jimmy and chase are running the rolex 24 next year solid yeah that's exciting rick hendrick announced it and then i guess somebody asked um chase about it and chase goes i don't know about jimmy but i'm down he was like i haven't signed anything or signed up for anything yet he was like but yeah he was like i'm gonna do it um I think that's awesome. How many drivers do they typically have in an event like that? I think it's typically like four to six. Usually like probably five. I think it's like five on average, but six max usually. Uh, say that again. What was the question? How many drivers do they typically have on a, on a, are you talking about on a team or on the Are track? you talking about for like the, the 24? Yeah. For, yeah. for the 24 hour race. For one car, it's usually four drivers. Um, what did I and just they usually say? do about. I know, but they do usually about two hours stint. Some guys are doing three. Um, oh, it just they depends rotate the, out the that type often? of car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening to me, Chris. Well, uh, <laughs> what the, some 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 teams actually have like different sets of people, and I know That's like what I said, four to six. Yeah, well, it's never six. They have had six. I do not remember a team having six. I swear they've had six before. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. We're watching it. I'll set my timer for when Jimmy and Chase are on the track. And I'll I'll power nap. I'll power nap in between. 
Basically, they're probably going to drive the night night shift. They usually put the less experienced night drivers or the less experienced drivers on the night uh, night uh, shift. <laughs> I could not get that word out of my mouth. No, you could. But um, <laughs> even watch like because because Kyle, Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush did it last year, and he drove yeah. pretty much uh, a good majority of the nighttime. Uh, we've seen Austin Sendrick. He doesn't do the twenty-four, but he does like the Pirelli series, where it's you know a couple like it's a couple less hours. But we've seen Austin Sendrick in there. We've also seen a couple other drivers. Haley Deegan does it. Uh, she was just at Laguna Seca not too long ago, um, driving that. So you have a lot of these guys that are young. Actually, I, I wouldn't say Kyle Bush is young anymore, but you have a lot of these guys that actually. <laughs> you know, diving into road racing and other things outside of NASCAR. And it's, it's great to see. It's great for the exposure, and I think it makes them a better driver. And Chase being a road course specialist, you know, at this point, just a road course king, I don't think he's going to do that bad. I don't think so either. I'm right there with you. Like you said, the road course king. Man, that kid's got so many freaking titles. He's a duke. He's a king. He's a champion. He's the most popular He's so popular, man. And I will be the first to admit this, and I'll let you know, Chris. Steph already knows. But before the race, there was a point in time where I questioned my <laughs> sexuality. <laughs> he did. Oh man! It was during the it was during the pre race interviews, and they went over there and they were talking to Chase. And I can't remember what they said, but Matt turns around. He's sitting on his floor in front of his TV. I'm sitting on his couch. And his wife is sitting beside me. And Matt turns around and looks at me and he's like, I'm not going to lie to you, girl. I'm questioning my sexuality a little bit right now. <laughs> the, I the man's a lost it. pure gentleman. And he like, it's always so smooth with him. You know what I'm saying? He is, a, he is a gentleman. That's a, and I was, you know what's so funny is I thought about bringing it up. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to throw Matt out there like that. But then you did it yourself. So. I, yeah. Ain't no shame <laughs> in my game. Oh, goodness. Oh, he did. I lost it. Oh, I'm in tears now. That <laughs> oh, was my funny. gosh. He was dead serious, too. He even told people at work today. Yeah. Oh, God. Because it's funny because we were re-watching Chase's post-race interview, and a guy who doesn't even follow the sport is like, who is that? And I said, that's the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series champion. And he was like, he sounds like a perfect gentleman and i was like what? i was like he is he's, he's one of the nicest guys in nascar he's like no i'm serious that dude just sounds so nice and i was like yeah he is no it's funny and yeah. then and matt wants to sleep with him so i mean it's just a chase just appeals to all there you go. he just has that effect on people yeah yeah maybe he that's why he's the most you. popular it might be matt there's dudes sitting in their living room in the recliner like what i <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh, he did win a million dollars this year, so. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That'll buy a lot of toothpaste, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh wow, that's where we're at now. I'm sorry. Oh goodness gracious. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, but next year. Can we yeah, talk I was, about I was actually, what is That's so funny. Up? That's so funny. I was literally about to bring that up. I think I'm calling 
I'm calling, and I think this might be a little bit silly, but I'm calling Chase Elliott to win the Daytona 500 right now. I can see it. I can definitely see it. I couldn't even tell you. There's so many new cars, new drivers. I couldn't even tell you. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. I'm going to call Willie B because he's he's got one Daytona under his belt. Who are you calling, Chris? Oh, man. Who who is going to open it up? (laughs) I probably think Diddy's going to somehow work his way back to the front. Three in a row? I think he'll do three in a row. I think that's all he's really got himself. That's funny. That's so funny. Um, I mean, maybe. Maybe Danny Hamlin wins again at Daytona. You saw that, right, Chris, when he went up to, to New York after he won the Daytona 500, and it was like it was like the marquee on the side of the building, and it was like Danny Hamlin wins the Daytona 500 back-to-back. And then he, he posts a little video on Twitter, and he's like, who the frick is Danny Hamlin? Oh, it's, I think I've seen that, yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's so weird. If you haven't seen it, there's actually a, a hilarious video. I will find it and I will send it to you. So it was all of the the Gibbs drivers together. And it's it's Denny and Kyle and who who else is even on that team? I cannot Martin? remember right now. <laughs> MTJ. Oh, yeah. MTJ. MTJ is on the team. And Eric Jones. And... They're all um, in New York, and they're all in a taxi together, and they're all oh, I know what you're like the traffic about. is. You know the one I'm yeah. talking about. The traffic is absolutely ridiculous, and Kyle Busch is like, I can get, I can run back to the hotel faster than the, it'll take us to get there in a taxi, and it's like what three miles away at least. Yeah, it's like snowing out or some craziness. It's snowing out, oh and they're gosh. like, bet you can't. Yeah, so they bet Kyle Busch. I can't remember how. I want to say it was like money or something like that and so they make somebody get out and go with him so that they can prove he's not cheating and sure enough Kyle starts FaceTiming Denny from his hotel room and they're still in the taxi cab that's crazy and Kyle yes and this man's running in a suit bro he was 100% he's in a suit he's in a suit I don't think he had a tie on he's just in the button up with the blazer and I think he still had tennis shoes on, but he's running through New York. It's snowing outside. It's like 30 degrees and he gets back. And even the guy who went with him is like, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't believe it. Because if, if Jimmy Johnson did that, Carl Edwards, Mark Martin, if any of those guys said, I'm running back to my hotel, I'm going to be like, that guy can do it. Right. But I'm not thinking that when I see Kyle Busch. No, not at all. I got to find that. That's probably what took him so long to get another win. (laughs) He wasted it all in New York on his feet. It's a great video, though. What do we think? You know what? I don't want to do this this episode because I think we should just wrap this one up. Um, I want to talk about next season, but I say we save it for the off-season conversation. Since We got plenty of weeks. We got 96 days. We got 90s. Yep. I cannot wait. Um, so yeah, congratulations to Sheldon Creed, to, um, Austin Cindric and to Chase Elliott, 2020 all series champions. I think every single one of those guys deserved it. Every guy, every one of them deserved to be there. Every one of them deserved the championship. It was an amazing weekend at Phoenix. Chris, as much as I cannot stand you, 
Um, I'm, I'm very happy that you got to be there for that. And I'm very jealous. And that's all it is. The hate comes from jealousy. Well, I definitely hope that next, next year in March and next November that I can sit there and drink a beer with you guys. And we all watch Chase win another one. I, let's call it now. Chase Elliott wins the 2021 championship. I wouldn't be mad with Willie B either. There's a lot of drivers I wouldn't be mad about for real. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to all those guys. Congratulations to you, Chris, for being there and getting to watch it. Um, well, thank you. And let's let's do our let's do our thing. What was your greatest take, worst take, and what would you change about the 2020 NASCAR Cup or NASCAR season? Period. What would you what would what was your greatest? What was your worst? And what would you change about this entire season? You want to do the whole season, girl? The whole I mean, girl, season. let's wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap it up. I'm still trying to get the, my mind wrapped around that the season's over. I got nothing to look forward to on Sunday besides F1 now. And well, I got football. But well, and when I say I've got football, I mean I. It's there. <laughs> my team is not doing great, man. The TV will my be team on. Is not doing great. Yeah. Neither is mine. I mean, I'm still gonna cheer. My team lost to Matt. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they yep. did. Your Broncos. Uh, terrible. I fashion. lost to the Chiefs. I lost to the Chiefs, but we hung in there, so I'm not even mad about it. You know what? Let's change it. I'll give you guys a break since you didn't have time to think about it. We'll do just the championship weekend, and then next week we'll do the season. How about that? I like that? that idea way better. All right. So what was your greatest worst? Your greatest take, your worst take, and what would you change about Phoenix? Go ahead, Chris. Ah, the greatest take, just being back there, being with the, being with the crowd, having a little bit of like normalization, like society has gone back to, you know, <laughs> back to normal. Uh, just that was, that was the greatest take uh, the whole, the whole weekend, really just all the racing, the racing was, it was tight. It was fun. It was close. Um, the worst take, oh, man, I don't even know. Probably just, just a gate entry policy that they implemented that they really didn't like give enough like information about that probably the worst take. And if I, if there's really nothing else to change. I mean, Phoenix, the way that they've made that track has made the racing, you know, a, a lot funner than I think in years past, taking out the grass. Uh, there's nothing I really would change. Okay. Matt? Man. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my worst take. I don't think I have a worst take for this weekend. I really don't. All like even across the whole board, like they were, it was all good racing. I've seen a lot of people making a lot of moves. People that won it deserved it. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a worst take. My greatest take, I guess, would be, I mean, obviously Chase winning. That's that's one of Willie B's teammates out there. That's another one for Hendrick. It was great, and I don't think anybody deserved it any more than than Chase Elliott that was in that final four. Um, and then what I would change is air it on every channel. <laughs> People need to go through this with us and then just enjoy what was being aired, like broadcast. Like it was solid. Chase was out there making yeah. moves coming from the back to the front. Like it was, it was Gucci. Yeah. Or actually... If you want to change something, let's just throw that bad boy, that whole race on repeat for a solid nine days to celebrate the number nine winning the championship. I recorded it. That's already my, my life. 
plan for the next nine days. Well, eight now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. What do you got, Steph? Um, I think my worst take was that Matthews was there. <laughs> my second worst take was that Matthews chose his greatest worst and what he would change opportunity to rub in our face that he was there. Oh, facts. Oh, no. Um, that, yeah, that's pretty yeah. dirty. So rude. So, <laughs> so rude. <laughs> in case you guys didn't see, this uh, is what happened. Oh, you jerk. Um, no, I think my worst take, you know, it's weird because like part of me wants to be like Chase Briscoe's car being the problem and not him having the opportunity to like actually race up there with those guys. But at the same time, it's the playoffs and like you got to come with your best equipment. If stuff happens, then you got to figure out with your team how to make it work. And that's actually how champions are born, right? Like you persevere, you come from the back to the front kind of thing. So I don't even know if that was, I don't. My, my worst take is honestly that, that we just couldn't be there with you, Chris. Like, that would have been so much fun. Because um, I've never got to watch a championship race live. I've seen a million other races live, never a championship. And I would have loved to see that. Especially this one with it being Clint's last, Jimmy's last. And honest, and now Kansas, I really don't think that dude's coming back no matter what happens no. ever again. So it would have been cool to see him race again. Yeah, I, de- I definitely feel it on that point, and which kind of brings me to like a little small like segue into it's weird to have a championship at Phoenix and and not you know seeing the race in Miami and Homestead and them doing the home shot of you know the overshot of the Homestead and I'm kind of hoping that they kind of keep the trend of mixing up the last you know the last season race the championship finale like, race like the All Star race yeah and. You know, I, agree. I, I mean, obviously, I'm in Phoenix Great right now, idea. so it's easy for me to get to. But I've always kind of wanted to go to Homestead just for that one race. And yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, it can go. I hope, you know, they might make new tracks. You never know. They're definitely going to do that in California uh, in the next couple of years. But I do hope that there is a, a revolving door of tracks for, you know, a three or four year contract type of thing. And even I think that would be amazing. even better too. Like if you're a race fan, but you can only make it to one race a year, why not it be something close to you? Right. Yeah. Well, that's solid. I love I love that idea. Yeah, I agree. Um, thank you for not letting me finish my takes, though. You did finish your takes. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you got to. Or the, did I only did, get my worst out? No, you did your best. What was my greatest take? Greatest take was me being there. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that was my mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was yours. Selfish. You're still doing it. You're still doing it. I just had to rub it in. Oh, it's so. Funny. <laughs> you were. I. Oh. <laughs> You're so lucky we don't work with you anymore, Chris. I swear to God, I'd, I'd, I'd jaw jack the shit out of you at work tomorrow. <laughs> Throat chop you. Swear, my my greatest. <laughs> What would I change? Me being there. That's where I was. Um, my greatest take was honestly, I think all of them. I think just being championship weekend, seeing all those guys who deserved it. And my greatest, greatest is Chase. Because I, I caught it at the beginning of the season. Super happy to see a young guy. And every other guy who was in there was like 34 or over. And Chase is sitting here at 24 years old. I think that's just so cool for such a young rookie, not rookie, but such a young driver to, to be in there competing with, with veterans. Exactly that, like a decade behind 
every other veteran driver up there, two of them with championships. Like it was super cool to see Chase Elliott win, win the championship and see the emotion, see his mom and dad there with him. And Eddie DeHaunt, when he came down to celebrate with him, that was super cool to see. Uh, Ryan Blaney, when he came to Victory Lane and poured the, the body armor all over him, was amazing. Just amazing weekend in the championship. It's been an amazing for in all through all three series all year, I think NASCAR did an amazing job getting us back to racing after COVID, yep. um, but keeping us entertained during COVID. Just huge congratulations to everyone in the sport this season. The number nine team, for real, Chase Allen, Gustafson, Eddie DeHaunt, TJ Sim, TJ Simkey, that freaking Jack man. They made the play yep. of the playoffs. What an amazing season. Cannot wait for next year. I'm super sad that I don't know what to do anymore. Can we vote for most um, popular Jackman? It's well, it's TJ. But yeah, let's You know what I'm saying? All in favor. TJ Simke, all in favor. Say aye. Aye. <laughs> aye. Aye. The man killed it. There we go. Absolutely killed it. But yeah. This has been uh episode fifteen. Michael Waltrip. If you guys are following us aren't following us on social media we're at nascar wtn on twitter and instagram and fast cars and freedom on facebook and if you guys are still sticking around to this point when the podcast is over we'd appreciate like a little little follow like subscribe leave us a rate a comment i mean it depends on what platform you're listening to us on but any little bit of a feedback we can get back from you guys the listeners we greatly appreciate and we just strive to make this the best NASCAR podcast out there in the world today. Thanks for talking to me today, guys. Like I had a great time wrapping up the season or wrapping up Phoenix with you guys. Uh, I think we could wrap up the season next weekend. Or next I can't week. believe the season's over. I know. It's so Damn sad. Sweet. So sad. But um, that doesn't mean the podcast is over. Definitely is not. And we're still doing giveaways. Well, this has been episode 15, Michael Waltrip. Uh, congratulations to Sheldon Creed, Austin Sendrick, Chase Elliott. Cannot wait to see you guys in 2021, and we hope to see you in Victory Lane.